0: Welcome to Crossroads, a podcast that explores the intersection of faith and Christian living. Crossroads is part of the Media Ministry at 5th Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. Get to know us by visiting us online at fapc.org.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie Staley, Director of Christian Education at 5th Avenue Presbyterian Church, and Our podcast series this fall has been on the topic of fear, Do Not Be Afraid, Encountering God in Times of Fear, and I have really enjoyed our conversations over the last two months talking about what it means to follow Jesus in a culture of fear, uh, as well as talking about uh, the Psalms of Lament and how we can use those when we are feeling fear. This month, I'm really excited uh, to be joined by Derek Weston, who is a spiritual director. Um, He has a health ministry certification from Wesley Theological Seminary and his Master in Divinity from San Francisco Theological Seminary. And he is currently the director of programs and volunteers at Hope Springs in Baltimore. Uh, We are gonna be talking about fear and anxiety. And what does it look like to be faithful to what scripture tells us about anxiety and also care for our mental health? So thank you so much for joining me today, Derek. I'm really excited. As far as the word anxiety, I, I went and looked it up and it's, it's several times in uh, several of the translations of the Bible. I feel like if you jump in if you're feeling anxious and you jump into the Bible there, it, it, there's a lot that it says there about what we should be doing with our anxiety. <laughs> um, what do you see as a, uh, you know, kind of what the Bible just off the top of it says about it, our anxieties?
2: Well, I mean, I, I start with, uh, as I usually do with things, I start with Jesus and, and his saying, do not be anxious. Uh, be anxious for nothing, um, which I find problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because, but I, I think it's it's the understanding of of how anxiety really eats at our eats at our soul and keeps us um, separated from God and keeps us separated from other people. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I think that. Um, I think that in in that moment, in that command, Jesus is actually pushing us towards finding those things that help us get over our anxiety, um, to understand that there's places where we can go, there are resources we can use, um, and I, I I think that that um, Jesus's follow up with that uh, of of. To be anxious is is the understanding that God is with us, that God is present, um, that God uh, cares for the details on on the birds in the air and the flowers in the field, and that that same God cares for us. Um, there are times when that is incredibly comforting. There's times when when anxiety is so high that 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 still kind of rings hollow. Um, but at a, at a base level, there is a, um, you know, so often we ask why things are happening or or why things are going a certain way. And the one thing that we can rely on is that God is present. Mm. Maybe not intervening in the ways that we want, but God is present. and And to the extent that we can... Focus our hearts, focus our minds on God's presence. Mm. Um, that is that is the place where anxiety begins to um, begins to heal.
1: So, for those um, those people who are who are looking in in the Bible and seeing these words, um, these healing words, that this their anxiety may be um, more than that. That they may mm-hmm. be feeling, um, you know how do we how do we care for our mental health um and still be faithful to these words
2: yeah yeah um i I think it's really important you know um there are a lot of faith traditions that will um disparage things like therapy and disparage Mm -hmm. things like medication um you know i will be fully transparent about the fact that i am i take medication for mm-hmm. depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um and I see my therapist regularly mm-hmm. um I think we have to recognize that um all of those things you know all of those things are are um pieces that that God has given us that God puts people around us who will help us talk through our anxiety and some of those people are professionals and there's nothing there's nothing unfaithful about that you know mm-hmm. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't Um, you know, if I, if I had a serious, um, medical in, uh, a medical issue with my, with my physical health, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't balk about seeing a doctor. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, well, you know, if I, if I, if I just have, if I just have enough faith, then my blood pressure will go down. You know, that's, that's, that doesn't work. I I can tell you that does not work. Um, so, um, you know, but but God God puts people in our lives who have expertise, who have training, who have you know, hopefully, um, the the compassion to listen to care for us, and, and and I and I you know I think medication is is a part of that you know that we we. Um, you know, there are people who have done that work, done that research about about the ways that our brain chemistry works, mm. um, and, and I think I think to to trust that work, to trust the the people who have done the hard scientific work, the hard research, um, to understand that there there are people who have been striving forever to to answer some of these questions about anxiety and the ways that our minds work. Um, I, you know I, I I believe that God is in that process I believe that that God is present in in those people's gifts and skills and expertise and um God shows up in a lot of different ways and and I think to to um you know if we get to a place where our anxieties um, requires that we take medication requires you know professional interventions then we we need to trust that God has put those people in our lives mm, yeah.
1: How do you look at Philippians 4, 6 and say, do not be anxious, um, but still, and, and take that not as sit back and don't be anxious, mm-hmm. but, you know, continue to move forward, continue to, to do the work, continue to uh, be, engage with the world um, mm. and not be anxious. Does that, am, am I yeah. making sense there?
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's really important, um, you know, as we're, as we're talking about, um, in that same letter um paul encourages people to think on the things that are noble and beautiful and trustworthy and good and and you know i think it's not just a matter of thinking on those things but acting on those things oh. you know i think there's there's um in in that um in that uh encouragement to not be anxious there's also an encouragement to put our energy into the things in our world that are good, um, into the things in our world that are, are just into the things that are, are noble and trustworthy. And, and, and I I think that, um, you know, I, I, I will say that in the last, uh, the last couple days, I have been incredibly productive. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and it's mostly, but for me, it, it was one of, it was, it's been one of the ways to, um, to combat the anxiety is, you know, I've, I've spent some time in, in my, in a community garden that I manage and I've spent some time in my own garden. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to keep, my hands at the things that I know bring me peace and the things that I know, um, encourage my soul and, and the things that I know that, you know, and I've checked in on friends and, you know, I've, 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 um, texted people and called people uh, just to, um, you know, the things that encourage other people's souls as well. You know, um, I think so much of, of, of the ways that we manage anxiety, um, one of the I think key ways that we manage anxiety is um, by being outward focused when we when we can, and and to think about, you know, if if I'm this anxious in in this moment right now, um, there are other people around me who are equally anxious and um, who you know maybe need a laugh or maybe just need an in- encouraging word and um, or, or need, you know, I have a group of uh, four volunteers with me at the garden and, and folks just needed something to do. Mm-hmm. They just needed to have their hands in the dirt. They just needed to, to water seedlings and they, they, you know, and, and spread mulch. They just needed something to, to get their bodies moving so that their minds weren't racing, you know? Um, and so I, I think in, 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 in that same, in that same letter, Paul gives us, I think, a blueprint for um, it's not just, it's not just that we, we, um, we aren't anxious or we're, we're resisting anxiety, but we're putting our energy into the things that really feed us, feed our souls, feed those around us um, and encourage those around us and, 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 bring us closer to God and neighbor.
1: Hmm. You know, it's it's interesting the last um couple of uh well actually all the ones I've done on fear this this fall podcasts um I, I almost Nope, all three. Uh, the, the answers have come back to when dealing with fear, um, that community is such an important mm. part, you know, surrounding yourself with people who can give you good advice, who can help you find peace, who can pray for you um, as, as, a, as a response to our fears. And, you know, especially this month and in the last eight months of everything that's been going on, that's um, such a, an interesting, well, and it makes sense that, that um, our community is what can help us with our with our fears and our anxieties in in your work uh at hope springs and just um in health ministry um where do you where do you find people's anxieties um Uh, you know you you mentioned gardening and i know you love gardening Mm -hmm. (laughs) i remember that um how else do are people in community uh finding ways to alleviate their fears just in the um the last eight months with what's been going on
2: yeah um you know it's it is interesting how many people have um you know, it, it, people joke about it, but how many people have taken up new hobbies and taken up new <laughs> activities Sour and bread. things like that? Oh yeah, oh yeah! Like I, I've got my sourdough starter um, going, and in, in, it's in the fridge right now. Mm. Um, but you know, I I think it's 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 about doing the things that, um, uh, you know, I think we we all want a sense of control when the world feels out of control, and I've I've found that for a lot of people it's about having um, small manageable things that that they can it, that they can you know manipulate in their world that that gives them a sense that the world's not totally chaotic that the world's not totally out of control. Um, you know so so you know again, for me it's it's gardening and you know baking you know for other people, It's, it's being able, you know, um, being able to organize, you know, for, for my wife, it was about organizing space for, for her to work, you know, moving, you know, when the pandemic started, her office was in our bedroom and then she, she decided that, you know, when she was uh, in bed, she was looking at her desk and when she was at her desk, she was looking at her bed. Um, so a better situation was to kind of change our guest room uh, because we won't be having visitors for a while into, into an office. But it's about, it's about, you know, I think we, we all need those little things that, that, um, that we can control, that we can manage, not in a controlling way, Mm -hmm. uh, not in an overbearing way, but in, in, you know, there's, there's obviously extremes that we can go to, but, but the things that we, where we can say, I, I, I have, um, this thing that I can do where I can have input on what the outcome is going to be. Um, I think yeah. that, I think that's really important. I think it's really important that, you know, um, I, am on the, uh, my wife's pastor of a, of a congregation and I, I help on the mission committee mm. and, you know, the conversations we've had, you know, um, it's a. Beautiful group of of people on this committee, and it's it's all been all the conversations have been about you know things feel so big and overwhelming and sometimes helpless, Mm. but what can we do? You know, what are the things that we, you know, sometimes, you know, as, as much as in, in, in the past, you know, we've, we've talked about like, you know, mission is about more than writing a check mm-hmm. and it's like, well, okay. But in this season, like where we can't actually physically volunteer, <laughs> we can, we can write checks, you know, yeah. um, those, those are things that we can do. And there, there are, there are calls we can make and there's food we can deliver, you know, and, and, and so it, it's, it's, it's those, those little pieces of, of, of life where you can, where you can, uh, again, kind of, um, where you can act, where you can, where you can, um, actually have, actually have an impact on what's going on in the world around you and not feel like, um, feel so helpless and feel like the world is just so overwhelming and so big and so scary.
1: Yeah. Okay. I do think people, despite the fact that we know that like you know you still go to the doctor for instead of but but people do they read these verses and then they they feel bad you know they feel like dang i'm not the way i'm supposed to be and you know paul's telling me just to not be that way right you know what what advice
0: would
1: you yeah i'm not asking you to give medical advice here but what you know what do you have anything to add as far as those along those lines
2: yeah you know i think it's it's the same thing in the places where the Bible says, "Do not be afraid." Um, it's it's almost uh, always in a place that like is scary. Is like naturally you're going to be scared, hmm. um, and I think I think that's the thing about anxiety. Like uh, Paul's encouragement to not be anxious is an assumption that there's anxiety around you and that you're in a situation that is anxiety producing um, and and I think we see you know throughout the, the breadth of scripture I think we see a lot of anxious actors I think we see a lot of anxious people I think Moses was incredibly anxious I think um, David was probably a pretty anxious guy um, I think Paul was very anxious Um so, I, and I, I say all of that because one of the things that adds to the stigma around anxiety is the feeling that I'm the only one who's going through it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, when I started on medication, what was maybe the most profound and important thing that happened in that moment were all the other people kind of coming out of the woodwork and saying yeah i'm, I'm on medication for anxiety too mm-hmm. and recognizing that like because of 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 our society like we we've attached this stigma to anxiety and depression and 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 we we question people's strength and we question people's faith and we question mm-hmm. people's resilience when anxiety is a very natural part of living in a world that is anxiety producing yeah. um, so i you know i think what's what is important for us is uh, particularly as people of faith is that we have to normalize these conversations mm-hmm. we need to bring them we need you know uh, bring them out of the closet you know in in some really significant ways that um there's so many more of us who are are seeking help for this yeah. and man wouldn't it be great if the church was one of those resources that we had for dealing with our anxiety yeah. and wouldn't it be great if we knew that we could go to our congregations and say yeah I'm, I'm on I'm on medication right now yeah. And and have other people say, yeah, I, I am too, or I'm 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 maybe I'm not on medication, but I'm I'm seeing my therapist. You know, uh, uh, my you know my, my therapist has has been like, you know, if if we need to move from every other week to weekly during this during election season, we can. <laughs> uh, I've appreciated the offer. Uh, <laughs> haven't taken her up on it yet, but but you know. Um, if we normalize these conversations within, within congregations, I think, I think that a lot of the stigma, you know, would, would begin to melt away that it's not, it's not an absence of faith to have anxiety. Um, You know, in some ways, you know, um, anxiety and faith kind of have to coexist. You know, it's, it's it's, uh, faith is, faith is, moving forward despite your anxiety Hmm. faith is moving for it's not it's not your anxiety going away faith is moving forward despite the fact that 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 anxiety might be sitting right on your shoulder Hmm. um so i i think the the one of the most important things we can do is to actually start having these conversations about mental health Hmm. in the church um and 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 really taking the Really taking the stigma out of it, mm. really taking the um, sting out of it, and really taking the the fear of judgment out of it. That like if I start telling people that I'm struggling with my mental health, that I know that I'll I'll have an audience that's that's going to listen and yeah. and be empathetic and compassionate um, and pray with me. And mm. you know, like I, I think those are I think that's really important for the church yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, that's a big one.
2: I would add that, like, I think that the experience of anxiety is in and of itself isolating and alienating and lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really important. um, I think it's really important that we make ourselves present to our friends and family that we know. Struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. um, because they may not always be in the place to reach out. Yeah, that's that's the other piece about um, uh, about mental health struggles is that like you may have someone you know on on one hand you may have someone who um, is a who wants help and is afraid to reach out because they don't know how their their reaching out will be received. Mm-hmm. On the other end, there are people for whom their anxiety can be so crippling that reaching out just feels like another thing to do, and actually feels like um, feels like it's too much. feels like it's too hard. Like I don't, I can't reach out right now. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's another part of us being the body of Christ in this together. Is and, and, and again, I think some of this comes from you know us being open and transparent and vulnerable but if we know that we have people in our lives who are really struggling with anxiety to and again particularly in this and <laughs> uh this week um <laughs> you know and and you know maybe for the next couple of months of of this hopefully not um <laughs> yeah. but 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 reaching out to the people that we who are in our circles that we know that this is a struggle for them. Mm. Um and and being able to say like you may not have words for the anxiety that you're feeling right now. Mm. Um but I'm but I'm here. I'm here. I'm present and I think that um you know kind of going back to where we opened, you know the thing that um God does assure us of is is God's presence mm. and oftentimes we are God's presence mm. for people
0: yeah
2: um, we are the ways that God is present and I think it's it's really important for us to um, make ourselves available to those in our lives who we who you know we know that they this could be a really really hard time for them
1: it's you know I In my, in my heart, I always know that that is so important to do. And in my, in my (laughs) mind, doing things like that seems so scary to, um, to, you know, to go to someone and say, I think you're feeling anxious. And if you are, I'm here. And I don't know why that seems so scary. (laughs) to talk to someone about that but it does
2: yeah yeah i, I think it, it's it, you know it's it it's so much connected to all of the ways that we have stigmatized mental health yeah. and all of the ways that we have made your mental health your problem um but i and i i think it's um
1: it just seems private, you know. Like it feels I exactly. Intrude it feels. On
2: you. It feels. It feels private. It does feel private. It feels. It feels intrusive, and yet, you know, there are there are ways to just tell people. You know, like you don't you don't even have to put that fine of a point on it. It's just like, I'm here if you need to talk. You know, and it doesn't have to, doesn't have to, you know, you don't to to go into any, have to go to any scary places. Don't have to like, okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm diagnosing you right now. Uh, you, you probably have anxiety and uh, I feel like I need to intervene. You know, like it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all that intense, um, but just being present for people and letting them know that, you um, you know, I think like with with so many things, it's it's about making yourself available as a safe space for people. Okay. You know, that's that's so much about of of what community is is letting sort of advertising to those in your community that you're a, you're a safe person for them.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. Thanks. Often, um, depression and anxiety are tend to go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, is there a what this might just be because I'm not I don't feel like I know a lot about the difference between the two mm. um, between depression and anxiety. Can you help me figure that out a little bit?
2: One of the uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways. Um, there's lots of ways to uh, differentiate depression and anxiety. Um one of the ways that's helpful for me to think about it is anxiety is dread about the future depression is dread about the present and past oh wow,
0: that's and,
2: crazy. and well it's that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a huge <laughs> oversimplification <laughs> but that's one of the ways that's really helpful for me to think yeah. about it. you know d- depression uh, and I, again i will i will speak for myself you know depression for me often manifests as Ruminations on the things that I've done in the past, or ruminations on the things that I am not in the present,
0: mm.
2: um, and it and it's uh, it's that ruminating that is often d- uh, debilitating and and often uh, paralyzing. Um, you know, depression. Um, depression, I think, is um, it's really important that people understand, like, depression isn't always sadness, you know, it doesn't always manifest as being sad. Um, Depression is about vitality. Mm. It's about, do you, do you have, do you feel like you have life in you? Do you feel like you have energy to push forward with, with your day, um, and to do the things you need to do and to be the person that you want to be. Um, that's, that's what depression, that's what depression looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, anxiety is, is often sort of the, um, just the kind of the debilitating fear of the unknown
0: Mm.
2: that, that like, um, I don't know what's around the corner I don't know, I don't know what this day is gonna bring, I don't know what this month is gonna bring, I don't know what the next year is gonna bring, and my not knowing is overwhelming. Mm. You know, I think like there's there's a there's a way that we can we can approach not knowing about the future with like there can be an energy to that, there can be an excitement about that, there can yeah. be an anticipation <laughs> about that. But when when that not knowing becomes Kind of crippling, and and um, uh, when you feel kind of held hostage by that, not knowing, mm-hmm. that's anxiety. Okay. Um, so it's it's they they really they really do um, you know uh, people people who have depression and anxiety are in dread of the past, present, and future, okay. <laughs> and and that's that's um, that's a hard place to be. Yeah. Um, and, and they do often they do often coexist for people um, but usually one is presenting more than the other mm. um and and i've I've found you know I think particularly in the last month um <laughs> you know people I, I think for a lot of people anxiety is presenting far more than depression mm. um but you know uh, that's also different from person to person
1: yeah with the coronavirus still happening yep with um all of the things that have been happening um in politics with all of the things that have been happening um with uh, racial injustice in the last um forever um what what would be you know a, a few ways that you would recommend you know gardening is a great one, um, <laughs> but most of my congregation—well, they have rooftop. Garden. I was going to say most of my congregation <laughs> lives in New York City in apartments. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a garden. <laughs> what would be, That's, you know, that makes me sad. I know, right? <laughs> move up here and get some rooftop gardens going. Um, <laughs> um, what would be a, a few of your recommendations for people in this in this time yeah. for dealing with their anxieties?
2: We self care gets thrown around a lot (laughs) and a lot of times uh we use self-care as a cover for self-indulgence um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i i also think that we're we're in a season where we have to um really be kind to ourselves Mm. um and really really um I think one of one of the hardest parts of compassion is self-compassion. I think there's there's got to be an acknowledgement within our own lives and our own selves that this is hard you know we've never lived through a pandemic before <laughs> um you know the, the I, I I love the story um I love the story of of the woman who uh, lived through the Spanish flu. And then uh, got COVID and lived through COVID, like that woman is like she's newsworthy because she's the only one who's (laughs) been through this before. Like that's like this is one lady, um, who is like. By the way, we need to figure out what's going on with her immune system. Seriously, (laughs) that's amazing. Get her antibodies to everyone, right? Um, But but I think you know we have to be compassionate with ourselves. That like this is. This is hard. The pandemic has been hard. We have we have been asked to learn new skills, adjust our our work environment, our home environment. You know, for a lot of us work has become home and home has become work and those lines have gotten real blurry. Yeah. Um that's hard. Um you know, when you see the numbers of of the infected and the deaths mm. like those are astronomical numbers yeah. you know those are those are numbers like those are wartime numbers like yeah. in terms of the deaths like that's that's trauma yeah and, and I think we have to we have to u- we have to start mm. using words like traumatic like this has been a trauma mm. this has been a national trauma yeah. and it's it's not it's not helpful to under to undersell it it's not mm. helpful to make less of it like we have to speak to the fact that this is this is big yeah. um and yes we are resilient as a people and that resilience is to be celebrated and also this has been really hard mm. um this election has been you know there there's a, there's an anxiety that exists around every election mm-hmm. the anxiety that has existed around this election is unique yeah. but 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 you know i i think again to to act like this is business as usual is not fair to the experience that we're all having mm-hmm. this is this is unusual this is strange this is traumatic mm in a lot of ways, for a lot of people. Um, I think we have to name those things. We have to acknowledge those things. And there is a way that I would treat a person that I know has been through a trauma that I also need to extend to myself. Hmm. Yeah. That there there is a level of compassion that I would have for someone that I know has gone through a trauma that I also have to extend to myself. And I I think that we get into these places of saying, you know, I think um, particularly, you know, just just the way that American capitalism works is that, like, I think a lot of us have beaten ourselves up about our levels of productivity and we've beaten ourselves up about. Like you know, you know, I, people have beaten themselves up about the fact that they haven't taken up a new hobby during the pandemic. Like, yeah, I, I how, can't
1: do sourdough.
2: Like, how come I haven't learned French in the last eight months? You know, um, we have to we have to be kinder and gentler, not just with others. We have to be kinder and gentler with ourselves. Mm. That, like, you shouldn't be more productive during a pandemic. You know, you shouldn't be. Um, True. You you should stop and grieve these little things that we have lost. Mm. Um, and and I think that's, I really think that's a part of dealing with anxiety and depression that we don't talk about is that a lot of these things creep into our lives because we don't know how to grieve. Mm. Um, we, and, and so those things that would come out in grief, just find a home in our bodies. Um, and, and, and they, they, and they fester and grow and, and take on a life of their own and come out as, as anxiety and and depression. But we have lost in this, you know, in this last eight, nine months, we have lost so much.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, not just in terms of, of life, you know, um, my Hope Springs, the organization that I work for Mm -hmm. is, is closing Mm -hmm. at the end of the year, largely as a result of the pandemic. And like, um, there you know and 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 I'm and I'm not alone like you know there's yeah. there's there's a lot of people for whom you know their livelihoods and and their their careers have been upended by this pandemic and our family yeah. lives have been upended by this pandemic and and our 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 ability to you know function normally you know as as you know I'm I'm all for us wearing masks mm-hmm. but like there's something that is to be grieved about the fact that I now wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 all of that is to say that, like, I, I think we have to, um, in moving forward, I think we have to really take stock of the enormity of of the things that we've gone through this year
0: mm.
2: and be really kind to ourselves and be really compassionate Mm -hmm. and let ourselves off the hook on, on some things, you know? Um, And I think that that's, that's really hard for a lot of us. You know, we're, 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 we're taught to be driven. We're taught to be productive. We're taught to be, um, you know, you know, resilient and, and all these sorts of things. And, and yet there has to be, um, there has to be a space for the recognition that That this is a unique trauma Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and and is deserving of extra attention and extra compassion Mm. and extra care
0: Mm.
1: i'll bet there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that that need to be reminded that that this is that it's okay to grieve during well i'm one of them
2: (laughs) <laughs> me too. Me I'm, too. I'm, saying, I'm saying it to me as much as as to anyone else. It's
1: going to be my great reason for not doing a sourdough starter. <laughs> really, it just seemed like a lot of work, but <laughs> it,
2: it, it, yeah, a little, you know, kind of is.
1: So, but I'm grieving, so no sourdough starter for me.
2: That's that's totally fine. Thank you. Thank
1: you. <laughs> oh well, th- thank you. This has been this has been really great. I. Um, I know that in conversations with, um, some of my congregation members, you know, over the past eight months, that this is a a conversation that, that I think they will really uh, appreciate, that they will appreciate hearing, um, not only that it's okay to be anxious, you know, or to feel this way, um, but that there are ways to help it, that there are, you know, that when we look to the Bible, um, and he see this, do not be anxious, that, um, it's not a, a magic wand. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's not yeah. a magic wand. But that there are ways to um, to find peace and to um, help with anxiety. Um, so thank you. This has been really, really helpful. You know, it has been an interesting it's, – it's, it's funny to word, use the word fun when talking about, like, fear anxiety.
0: But <laughs> it has been <laughs> –
1: fun <laughs> you know this fall to talk about uh, fear and talk about these things that are that matter to us yeah. um, and, and next month uh, for those who are gonna join us next month I we're still gonna talk about fear um, but we're taking a little bit of a diversion because it is December um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about those messengers who kept telling us not to fear in the Bible <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about uh, the role of angels in the Bible uh, with dr. Susan R Garrett um, who is a professor of New Testament at Louisville Theological Seminary. Um, And she's also the author of the book, No Ordinary Angel, Celestial Spirits and Christian Claims About Jesus. So we will still be looking at fear and how uh, the role that angels have with that. Um, But I thought it sounded a little more like a Christmas theme, right? (laughs) I think so. So again, thank you, Derek, and uh, everybody at home.
0: Thank you for listening to Crossroads. Managing Editor Jamie Staley and Editors Vishina Brisbane, Kelly Pacayo, and Emily Dombrovsky.